Hey there, guys. It's Pete Mundo of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We're joined in this week's interview by Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com, and he gave us some fantastic insight into the Big 12 baseball scene. Once again, if you don't, please do rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, also Stitcher or Google Play. I am really grateful that this thing is growing every week, and it is because of you and your word of mouth. So you're the best. Enjoy the interview. We continue on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo, and we're happy to welcome in Kendall Rogers, the managing editor for D1Baseball.com. Those guys do fantastic work. If you're a Big 12 or just a college baseball fan, uh, it is as good as it gets. And right now, the Big 12, a lot of depth, but maybe some concerns as well as we get closer and start working our way into conference play. We had a little bit of that last weekend. And Kendall, let's start big picture for the Big 12 Conference. When you look at it top to bottom, how strong is this conference on the diamond? Well, I think right now, I think it certainly has something to prove. I think you look around the country right now, and I think they're not alone. I think the Pac-12 is in kind of that group, too. Uh, I think the middle of the the ACC is in that group, and I think really the only league right now you kind of have a pretty clear picture of is probably the SEC. I think I think the Big 12 has a lot of potential, though. I think you look at the top of the league. Obviously, Texas Tech the last couple of weeks has not played well against uh, Kentucky uh, and against Baylor. But, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about Texas Tech kind of, kind of regrouping, getting things back on track. Obviously, lose the season being really early in the year hurt them. But uh, I have no real huge concerns about Texas Tech. I think TCU... Uh, as a team, I do have some concerns about. I mean, I think when you look at the Frogs overall, Sean Weimer has not pitched very well, and that certainly rolls into moving from the bullpen to the starting rotation uh, this year. You know, offensively, the Frogs just haven't figured it out. You know, they got shut out in a series finale against Minnesota. Minnesota is a quality club, but uh, when you get shut out by those guys at home in a series finale, that can be a little concerning. So, you know, I think we all thought the TCU had some question marks coming in here, but we all, I think we all thought uh, and kind of were naive in the sense that. We thought that uh, TCU would be able to kind of mask uh, those concerns with, you know, the rotation with, uh, you know, Jerry Jandzik and Nick Ladolo, and that just has not happened. So do I feel pretty confident about TCU figuring things out? Yes. Uh, but as of right now, there's certainly some concerns. That series against Minnesota would kind of tell you that. I think Texas, uh, you know, I saw te- I've seen Texas two weekends now, saw me at LSU, uh, then Stanford. You know, I, don't, I don't think Texas is that far away. Uh, I think this team's much better offensively than they were last year. Uh, you know, the, obviously the additions to Mason Hibbler, a really nice JUCO transfer, uh, and, you know, and some younger guys out there. Uh, I've really, you know, Zach Zubia, for instance, a Richard Freshman. I've really kind of paid some dividends. I think the big question mark with Texas, a little bit like TCU with Weimer on Sunday, uh, is, is just kind of solidifying that weekend rotation. You know, Nolan Keenum is obviously a premium arm talent-wise, uh, but he just has not been very consistent on the mound. He's going to have to be consistent moving forward, not only in the Big 12, but also Texas wants to meet, you know, meet the expectations in the postseason as well. And the other thing for Texas, for me, uh, would be the back end of the bullpen. You know, Bo, Bo Ridgeway has not pitched very well this year. I know he pitched a couple of shutout innings against Kansas over the weekend. Maybe that kind of gets him going. But uh, for that's kind of the scoop on Texas. And then, you know, a couple of teams we'll kind of touch base on real quick. Uh, you know, Baylor and Oklahoma are two teams I kind of circle to keep an eye on. I think Oklahoma's starting to find its stride a little bit. Uh, the two-sport uh, guy and Kyler Murray uh, started to kind of give them a powerful presence in that lineup. I know we talked a lot about Still Walker uh, in the offseason, but Kyler Murray's done a nice job for them as well. I know he's splitting football and baseball duties. Uh, and then when you look at, uh, you know, other teams that lead Baylor, 
you know, Cody Bradford pitched really well over the weekend. Hayden Keller also pitched well. When you have a one-two punch like that, you can do a lot of damage. So keep an eye on Steve Rock's club. Great stuff there from a Kendall Rogers managing editor for D1 Baseball. Kendall, when you look at TCU and Luke and Baker, mm-hmm. he suffered that gruesome injury last season. Is he still, when you watch him, I know it's early, but is he still the same guy? I think he is, at least from an offensive standpoint. I think the thing with Baker uh, is, you know, he, he's never been a premium defender. So I think the big thing with him, for, in terms of looking at the next levels of prospect. Uh, I, I honestly think he's probably a DH to the next level. And I, from what I've seen of him this year, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, but, uh, I mean, he still had that powerful presence. You know, I saw him in the opening weekend in Grand Canyon. Uh, he had a, a home run in that series, and his approach is still the same as always. Um, and, he, you know, he put very, very hard contact on the ball. So, from my standpoint, that I've seen in person, he hasn't looked any different. But, you know, I'll get a pretty good look at TCU here in the next few weeks and kind of reevaluate from there. But, uh, you know, it, it's been, for me, at least in his approach, it's been so far so good and pretty much the same. Kendall, at uh, Texas Tech, of course, uh, they lose Stephen Gingery, 2017 National Pitcher yeah. of the Year. Does this, when you look at this and analyze this Texas Tech team, are they still a national championship contender, or is that out of the question at this point? Uh, yeah, definitely not out of the question. I think if you look at this Texas Tech team overall, there were a lot of things they did that were uncharacteristic in that Kansas series, or excuse me, in the Kansas series, the Kentucky series. Uh, they just weren't great defensively. They had some miscues here and there. Uh, you know, and then against Baylor, obviously they didn't play very well, and they you know, gave up 12 runs. But uh, I still feel pretty good about this team. I, you know, I think John McMillan's done a nice job you know, moving in the rotation, you know, that's always going to be kind of a transition process. It's not always going to be the cleanest thing in the world. Uh, but I think for the most part, he's done a pretty nice job. I feel very confident in Davis Martin. And, you know, Texas Tech uh, has a lot of pitching depth. So, you know, we all know pitching depth is very important as the season goes on. And I think Texas Tech will get things kind of going. And I, my, my mind on them hasn't changed. I still think they're, a, they're an Omaha team with a chance of a national championship, though, uh, you would obviously like to have a first-team All-American uh, still in your rotation is obviously hurt. Kendall Rogers, managing editor of D1 Baseball, joining us. Uh, Kendall, you look at Texas and that grueling pre-conference mm-hmm. schedule you mentioned before sweeping Kansas, Stanford, LSU, Arkansas, Louisiana, yeah. Lafayette, <laughs> all of them. Do you think now with, with some of the concerns with TCU and Texas Tech, is now are the Longhorns now becoming a contender at the top of the Big 12? Well, I think if the rotation pans out, I think they will be. Um, you know, if Nolan can, you know, Kingham can kind of get things rolling a little bit, they can kind of figure out the back end of the rotation. I know last week against Kansas, uh, which Kansas, by the way, I think is a, is a team that could, that could compete for regional spot two. Texas swept them. Uh, and then last weekend, you know, against the Jayhawks, you know, Texas basically used, had a situation to where if they used Chase Sugar on Friday and Saturday, they wouldn't pitch him Sunday. Uh, but if they hadn't used him yet, they'd pitch him on Sunday. So, uh, they kind of had a luxury there, and, I, and honestly, moving forward, I think that's the right course of action. I think if you're Texas, especially those Friday and Saturday games, you've got to have a premier arm in the back end of the bullpen to be able to close games out. I like the idea of putting Sugar in there. And you know what? If he has to throw Friday and he has to throw three innings or he has to throw three innings on Saturday, uh, they got a really good midweek guy, and, uh, you know, Nico O'Donnell, uh, who I like a lot. Uh, who I think can kind of move into that Sunday role if need be. So uh, I think that's the right approach uh, for David Pierce. I feel much more confident about their bullpen moving forward uh, because of that. 
But again, I think everything with Texas, I, I feel good about them offensively. I feel good about them defensively. Uh, if Texas can kind of minimize the, the little mistakes, which is what really played them uh, against Stanford and what played them against LSU, and then Kingdom gets back on track, I think this team has a chance to be pretty good. But uh, there's no doubt that 12 and 9 record is a little misleading. So, I mean, I saw Arkansas over the weekend uh, after they swept Texas in that midweek uh, series. I saw them against Kentucky and Arkansas put up. 39 runs in three games in 24 hours against the Wildcats, and Kentucky's obviously a very good team. So, uh, you know, I think you have to kind of look beyond the record a little bit with the Horns. Well, when you look at Kendall, which being joined by Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball Managing Editor there, when you look at a team like Oklahoma State, that Josh Halliday has had a lot of success with that program, but they're off to a slow start this year. They have 23 errors in their first 18 games. There's just a lot of issues there, a, you know, a bit of a letdown season last year. What's going on with this program when you look at it from the outside looking in? Well, obviously, you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the defensive, you know, defensive issues. Uh, you know, the thing about uh, you know, Oklahoma State moving forward, though, is that, you know, I think there's a lot of guys, you know, on the mound here that have a lot of potential. I mean, Jonathan Healy of the ERA, uh, or, you know, ERA over six, is a guy that came in this season uh, with a premier draft prospect. Obviously, he has big time stuff. He kind of needs to get it rolling. And, you know, they've got some other guys out there just to, you know, honestly struggle quite a bit. You know, Mitchell Stone was a guy coming into the season. Uh, they thought would kind of be an instant impact guy, and you know he's, he's had to throw limited innings. And uh, so, you know, if they can get things rolling on the mound in terms of their starters, if they can get things kind of passed up from a defensive standpoint. I think they can turn the corner. I'll say this too, though. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State to me is a lot like TCU in the sense that with Josh Holiday and, and of course uh, Rob Walton, uh, I just have a feeling this team's going to figure it out. Uh, maybe it starts this weekend at Texas because guess what? After Texas, they get TCU at home, and I think getting TCU right now. Is probably your best bet to knock those guys off. So the Texas series this weekend is a big one for the Pokes. If they can kind of turn the corner a little bit uh, this weekend, uh, all of a sudden they could uh, they could have two straight series wins over some pretty good Big 12 teams. Kendall, let's go to uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. And, and just a big-picture question on the job that Coach Randy Mazie has done there yeah. with a program that has no baseball history. They exceed the expectations last year. They're trying mm-hmm. to carry that momentum this season. How impressed are you by what Coach Mazie has done? It's been incredible, honestly. I mean, I know, I know they've struggled a little bit at times this year. But I mean, you know, it's a, it's a transition for West Virginia. I mean, this, this is a program that, you guys gone, as you mentioned, from a program of very little to no history in baseball. They get to a regional, and now they kind of go from the hunter to the hunted. And you know what? It's not easy, especially when you don't have Michael Grove, one of the best pitchers in the league, who's, you know, out with an injury this year. So, uh, you know, that's been a little tough for them. But, uh, you know, I think Randy and the job that he's done, the, the, just the, the, you know, momentum they've had there, the excitement that he's kind of built around there with the new ballpark, it's, it's great to see. They kind of created their niche fan base there. And, uh, it's been awesome. You know, Randy obviously learned under Coach Slosnagel at uh, TCU and certainly has some influences from Keith LeClaire at East Carolina. And so, uh, you know, he, he kind of gets it. He's a CEO type who, who really gets what, it, what what's needed uh, to build a big-time program. And of course, he brought in Dave Serrano in the offseason, which is obviously a huge hire for them. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I know they're struggling a little bit right now. But, again, I mean, this is one of those teams with a lot of potential. You know, Alec Manoa is a big-time arm. Uh, that we were pretty high on coming into the season. Uh, you know, you look up and down the list, Shane Ennis, uh, you know, Braden Zarbinski kind of, kind of coming into the to the season uh, was kind of a big-time reliever for the Mountaineers. So 
you know, this is one of those teams that, yeah, you know what, you look at their record, they haven't played great competition. They're kind of like, unlike Texas, you know, their record's not great. They haven't played great competition. So there is some concern there, but there, there's enough talent on this team to kind of turn the corner. So I, I would say, to, to me, the feeling with the Big 12 right now is I think TCU, Texas Tech, they have a chance to be really good. And I think after that, I think it's a lot of teams with a chance to be regional teams, but still have some uncertainty. You have Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, you know, Kansas, and then Kansas State. I know they had a bad weekend at the College of Charleston, but even Kansas State, uh, you know, had started making a run there for a few weeks. So uh, I think the league is solid. It's just I think a couple of teams need to kind of stand out. They need, need to find a way to kind of stand out amongst the rest. That is a fantastic insight, as good as it gets from a Kendall Rogers, managing editor of D1 Baseball. Kendall, can't thank you enough for a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk as the season goes on. Sounds great. Have a great night. Great stuff out of Kendall Rogers. A really good insight. We're going to have him on again for sure. The baseball insight of Kendall Rogers. Can't thank him enough. And if you don't, rate, review, subscribe, send me that screenshot, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will send you free HCS koozies for giving us a review on iTunes. Pretty good deal. And take me up on the offer. I'm asking you to take me up on the offer. We'll talk to you next week.